Living is hard, but it's not so bad when you've got good friends and good neighbors. And we're going to talk all about it as we discuss Kotaro Lives Alone this week on Shonen and Suds. Howdy. <laughs> How are you, brother? Oh man, Chris, I'm great. Good to be back. Um, we're, Chris, great we, to be. We've got a gym here that we are covering. Today. Oh, brother, what a what a treat uh, this this show ended up being. I'm like, man. So just get, we're we're going not beat around the bush on this one. Uh, the show was great. If you haven't watched it, you should definitely watch it. Um, but that being said, Cody, spoilers ahead. We're just gonna put we're gonna we're gonna put that right in the fucking dirt right now. Spoilers ahead. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah. So if you guys have not seen Kotaro Lives Alone, uh, you go need watch, to go watch it's it really right good. fucking now. Like this show is great. Um, it's fun. We're gonna, it's we're, fun. It's heavy. It's everything, man. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about probably like most of the bigger moments. So just spoilers ahead, of course, as always. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that that's your warning. Yeah, that's it. Because <laughs> this show had everything except, like, no, it just had everything. Like everything I I would want from like a slice of life kind of anime, um, which we haven't covered really any on on the cast. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's true. Like maybe you could look and like find like maybe like one or two things. I mean, would you consider like Eden to the East slice of life, or is that just bullshit? I think it's just bullshit. I think it. it it's partial. It starts to be slice of life, but then it kind of leans into the show, and and then it just goes straight, oh, okay. straight bullshit for for the remainder of that show. Um, yeah, even like, this is the show's great. Even like most of the ones that have like slice of life moments have like some kind of like, mm-hmm. um, you know, something like erased, for example. Like there's way more at stake there. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you're looking at like. Empire in the garden. There's way more like going on in the background, other than like you know, it's it's not just a girl's road trip. Like, um, yeah, because this this is very low stakes. Like, this is pure like comedic slice of life. Like, we were talk kind of talk about Cody before the um before the podcast started. That really the only suspension of disbelief is a four year old living on his own. But we kind of we can kind of squash that when we start you know really diving into it. Um. It was just good. It was just good. Yeah, man. I, this one was a. This was another surprise hit. Like, <laughs> went in not expecting yes. much, and then, uh, probably like ten minutes in, I was like, "All right, this this might be." I, I even messaged you. I was like, "Chris, you know, there it's funny and all this, but there's some heavy moments." I was like, "I feel like this show's just gonna break me out of nowhere. Like, I'm ready mm-hmm. to just be a sad, blubbery mess." Um, <laughs> but <laughs> fortunately, it didn't get it didn't get too bad. Like it didn't get like you know that dark or whatever you want to call it. Um, that yeah, it, 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 um, yeah, it, it kept the it kept the heaviness away. But uh, Cody, you know you 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 called me by my name, a sad blubbery mess. Of course, we are back for Shonen and Suds. <laughs> I'm your host, Chris Adams, <laughs> and I am Cody Snodgrass. <laughs> Just a couple of old blubbery messes, but uh, no man, yeah, like they look. These characters have baggage. They they aren't they aren't all it's not all sunshine and rainbows for these people that are in this show, but they have like very real problems, very real relatable issues that they're dealing with. Um, but they just find 
like Kotaro, this kid, like finds this way to just bring them all together and they all find this common like happiness because of this kid, which is funny because he feels like he's not good enough, but I don't think he early on realizes the impact. He, I don't, I, I just, honestly, by the time we get to episode 10, I don't think he truly realizes because he's only fucking four years old, the impact he's having on all these other characters, you know? Yeah. He really is like the, like the glue that's holding this fucking apartment complex together. <laughs> he is definitely the cheese on the burger. That's for sure. He is definitely <laughs> the stuck, the stucco on the walls. That's for sure. Exactly. But yeah. Um, yeah, man, Chris, I, I have nothing bad to say about this show. Um, yeah, it's it's a ten out of ten, and that's the episode. Uh, we'll see you <laughs> next time. Yeah, exactly. No, but we um, but we'll we'll dive into it again. It's ten episodes. It's a, a lot. It's a lot of day to day, and we'll we'll just kind of talk about like, again, like you said, the high moments. But um, you know, before we get there, Cody, do we uh do we want to go over what won the poll this week? Yeah, yeah. So this week, Chris, um, we have Ghost in the Shell is the winner of the poll. Classic, um, a classic anime. Yeah, and you said the original is on Amazon Prime, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, it is on Amazon Prime. So for now, we'll at least watch the original. Uh, I think mm-hmm. the week after next, we'll probably do the live action with. It has Scarlett Johansson in it, right? It does have Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. So we might do that one next. Um, but mm-hmm. obviously, Ghost in the Shell has a lot there, so there's a lot we can do, or there's a you know, it, it, it's kind of up in the air. I'll have to, we'll have to do some more research because I, I don't know about you, Chris. I haven't seen anything past the movie. I've seen, I've seen like the second movie in the live action. Like that's as far as I've gotten as well, which means this is a whole fucking, this is a whole world that could be opening up for us. So it depends on, do we want to cherry pick or do we want to kind of dive in? We'll see as we go. I mean, I know, I know you're going to be a traveling man these next few weeks, so if we want to stick to the movies, we can do that just so you don't have to, you know, don't want don't want to fill up your plate too much there. Yeah, I think for now we'll at least do the first movie and then the first, or the only live action. And the live action. And then yeah, because we'll, those are kind of the same thing. And then over the next, you know, two weeks we'll have time to look at and figure out the timeline of this thing. I'm sure there's like a... We'll have to have KP put up the spreadsheet for how to, yeah, how, to right. how to properly watch Ghost in the Shell because I, I mean even looking at this list on Wikipedia it's like Ghost in the Shell There's 2, a standalone complex Solid State Society 2.0 the new oh. movie standalone complex SAC second gig which I believe is standalone complex is the that's just an acronym for it and then you got Arise Alternative Architecture. Standalone Complex 2045. I mean... Brother, my brain already hurts. And then I have a list of one, two, three, four, five, five OVAs. Um, so, that, you know, there's a lot. <laughs> there's, this is like watching one, like watching a Fate series and then like, how far do we go? <laughs> it's like, you know... Yes. You know, it, it, it can get <laughs> real crazy real fast. But for now, we will watch Ghost in the Shell next week and then live action from 2017 uh yeah, yes 2016 or 2017 it was definitely a uh, from the before times that's yeah, for sure before times yeah 2017 yeah i just sniped feels that, like a lifetime i sniped that randomly but you know chris when i went and saw that movie in theaters i fell asleep so. oh man and you know it, it, it it's never a knock on the movie sometimes it is i guess 
<laughs> but it, it's not like the movie was bad. It's just Chris, when you, when you get off like a you know an eight to ten hour shift at the factory, and they put you in a dark room with a comfy chair at the movie theater, brother, that's a wrap. I'm, ain't no amount of fucking wild cherry Pepsi gonna bring me back from that slumber. <laughs> <laughs> but, There's uh, not enough. But yeah, Ghost in the Shell is what we'll be watching next week. Um, definitely looking forward to that. It's been a little while. I think I watched it the night before I went and saw the live action. That was the last time I saw it. So it's been, you know, six years now, which is. I've watched it recently. When I say recently, I mean it could have been two years ago at this point. Everything is just everything <laughs> is kind of a blur, honestly. This time isn't real. But I know I've watched it recently. It, it's like when I pull up my Amazon Prime, I only have to scroll over a few to see it on my, you know, my watch list. You know, when you, you know, you, you the, the things I've watched, you know what I mean? Whatever it is called on Prime. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not too far from, you know, forensic files and whatever else. It's just the boys, Invincible. Um, Pretty much. You know, a couple, a couple of Forens- forensic files is my night night show. That's what I fall asleep to every night. Oh. I'll have to check that out. That might that might be the next play, Chris. You know, I I count on you for all these show suggestions. Which oh, brother, if, if you like just true crime stuff, man, it's literally just episodes of true crime shit and how forensic science. You know, they're like, oh, the 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 killer thought he was going to get away with it, but he left a footprint in the mud out front. And they used a technique called whatever, what you know, whatever that, however they pull, like the the imprint of the shoe out of the mud. They 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 you know they they talk to the officers involved in the case. They talk to the whatever forensic scientists, you know, worked on that particular thing. But that they usually solve the case because the 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 perpetrator, the murderer, whoever, just did something really stupid, or some kind of technology was up and coming. That it was like, oh yeah, like this this dumb fuck who killed a couple of people was like, he, he thought he was getting away scot free, Cody, but then he uh, he went to the fucking mall and ate a blizzard, and the cops like swooped over to the trash can and plucked the spoon out of the trash, and that's how they got <laughs> his DNA. Yeah, you know, I'm all I'm all for the crime show, so I'll definitely have to absolutely definitely have to look into that. Um, and then Chris, the the I guess probably the biggest anime news is we finally got the live-action One Piece trailer. Um, we just watched it right before the cast. Um, I think the set pieces and, like, the character looks and, like, the, the design and everything looks good. Um, I think the way they have Zoro portrayed here is not good. Um, mm-hmm. Zoro is the most loyal to Luffy. Um, mm-hmm. Almost to a fault. And it seems mm-hmm. like... Like, it, there's one line in the trailer where he says, we're not a crew. It's like... Uh, Zora would never say that. Like, yeah, never. And I and I'm I'm only you know 200 episodes into One Piece. Zora would never. Like, <laughs> well, I will say I am not a. I am very much a on the outside looking in when it comes to One Piece. So I really don't have a dog in the fight. So if uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer that to the One Piece fans. Yeah. yeah. As far as whether it's worth a damn or not. Yeah, I mean. It, it, and also, it is a live-action anime. We we have no idea who they're making these things for. Um, where like yeah, like we as anime they're fans, desperate. we just put up with like we're just like oh, I guess we'll give this a shot. Even like, yeah, we just like <laughs> I, I I don't know why we keep making these, but and we keep subjecting ourselves to them also. But who knows, Chris? Maybe this one will be good, and then they'll you know 
Maybe they won't shit the bed at the very end like Cowboy Bebop hey, did. You know? Yeah, dude, I, I'm here for it. If they do, I'm here for it. I know. Or if I, they, you know. You know, I'm sure we'll get to the end and, you know, Nami will want to be king of the pirates and, you know. Oh, of course. Luffy will choose a course. life of crime and, you know, like. And you're saying all the right things to me, Cody. They're just going to fuck this thing. Um, but, yeah, <sighs> but that comes out uh, August 31st. It's eight episodes. Um, not sure exactly how they're going to. How they're going to do that because there's things in this. In these. In this trailer would show them like hundreds of episodes into one or like 100 episodes into one piece. So I, I don't know how they're going to, mm-hmm. you know, crunch it all into yeah. eight episodes, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I got nothing, but I'm here for it. I'll watch it. Yeah, Chris. And then, I mean, outside of that, as far as the anime news goes, there's really not a whole lot that we over here. No, the, the only the only other thing I saw was in theaters. I know you got burned on the last Demon Slayer thing in theaters, but I know I want to say sometime in July um, they're doing Demon Slayer live where all it is, because um, I saw when I went and saw Spider-Man last weekend for the old birthday, um, they showed like the, the, the Fathom event trailer for it where they're showing Demon Slayer on, on a screen but in the orchestra pit where the people are in there, you know, actually watching it live. We're watching the broadcast of the event that's happening, but the voice actors are like down in the orchestra pit or on stage in cosplay, actually doing their lines, like like in in character, doing the voice acting while you're watching watching you know the anime. I think that's really cool. Um, I kind of want to go see it, but I don't know exactly what they're showing. You know, like if it's like the first couple episodes, I'm fucking down for that. But I, again, you know, yeah, it, it's I want more of that. Yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, I, it's definitely not something that I would go see, and that's not mm-hmm. you know not because I recently got burned by Demon Slayer on that fucking bullshit ass twenty dollar mm-hmm. movie. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I watched, I've watched the show. You know, I've yeah, I don't I don't need to see they them do a live. great job. I don't need to hear him like live doing it. Also, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'd much rather go to like some kind of like. Live. I'd much rather go to something where you can like meet meet the actors or something. You know, like a little meet and greet. Yeah, yeah like brother. a meet and greet. I'm, I'd much rather go to that than mm-hmm. watch you probably give a worse performance than what you gave on your on the original recording. You know, like mm-hmm. these no, guys. That's fair. These guys aren't like, and, and maybe some of them are, but these guys aren't like trained to be performing live like that. Like, they mm-hmm. you know, they go over their lines over and over again until they get it right, and things like that. So, some, I don't Some of them are. Uh, to be fair, the uh, the original vo- uh, English voice actor for Eraserhead, the reason he didn't come back after season one was because he had, like, he had theater, like, um, like theater obligations, and he wasn't able to come back for the rest of the show. Yeah. I didn't even know he got swapped out. Yeah, yeah he's that what kind good. of fan am I? The new guy was that good. Damn. Well, shout outs to the new guy. <laughs> um, shout outs to the new guy. I love it. And then Chris, of course, we got a bunch of cool stuff at the uh, the new Nintendo Direct. Jesus Christ, Cody, Cody, Cody! They just fucking they just pulled their pants down and just hung dong <laughs> for like two hours. It was nothing but fucking bangers, dude. 
Uh, I mean, obviously the the one that Holy we're shit. The one that we're probably most excited about is the Super Mario RPG remake. Um, yeah, that's a big. That's a big how to do. But I mean, even like Super Mario Brothers Wonder, uh, mm-hmm. New Dragon Quest, Monsters game, Detective Pikachu's back. Um, Switch is mm-hmm. also getting the Metal Gear bundle, which is awesome. I'm so hyped for that. Yeah, Pikmin bundle, a new Star Ocean or an old Star Ocean. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's too many star oceans at this point. Um, a lot of stars in the ocean. True. Um, but yeah, just a lot of cool stuff. Nintendo Directs are always, usually always deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one was no exception. So. Yeah, this one was very good. Um, yeah, like those are the uh, Mario Wonder, um, Mario Wonder, Metal Gear, and Mario RPG are probably the ones I'm most excited about. Because um, that's something uh, the those Mario, you know, the kind of classic Mario games. That's something me and my wife actually like playing together. So, like, I, I showed her the trailer, and she she was like, "Oh, Yoshi's in it. That's awesome!" And then she was really like the little elephant power up that Mario gets. So, really excited about that. Um, obviously, Metal Gear. That's going to be. I'm. A, I've always wanted to play Metal Gear Solid on the shitter, and now I've got my chance. So here there we is, are. Chris. There it is. Yeah, I think you might have had a chance on PSP, but I, you know, I don't, I don't know if you were part oh, of. It. Well, I mean, I played like Acid. I, I you might have been able to play the original one on. Uh, like I also had like Peace Walker, Portable Ops. I had a Vita and all that stuff back then. Um, I can't remember if the original Metal Gear Solid was ported on the Vita. It might have been, but it I might don't have been remember. like a, maybe a PS One Classic or something. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking, right. but I, I genuinely don't remember. That's right. You know, now you can do it on the Nintendo Switch. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty much it for the news this week. Um, but you know, Cody, before we start diving into this uh, this apartment complex, where you know, with this eclectic cast of characters, I can't go. Over, you, we can't go to somebody's house, Cody, without bringing an offering. You know, a six pack of some kind. That's just rude. So, Cody, I need to know, before we go visit our boy, Kotaro, what you drinking? Oh, good crack. All right, Chris. Now, this is a uh, long-awaited uh, arrival. On Ooh, here on I'm, list- I'm listening. Um, Chris, I sent you a picture of this a while back. This is not, mm-hmm. this, not, the, not the Mountain Dews. This is, uh, oh, this is the Twisted Tea Rocket Pop. <laughs> Oh, the rocket, dude! I'm ready. I need to know. I fucking need to know. It looks like real brewed tea with cherry, lemon, mm. lime, and blue raspberry flavors. Uh, it's basically yum a dum dum. Basically, bomb pop. But why call it bomb pop when you can call it rocket pop? So let me exactly. Let me do the honors and get a taste of this real quick. Give me just a second, brother. By all means. Mm. We got a good one. Uh, definitely tastes good. I'm trying to figure out like. What like what it even reminds me of? What I can compare it to? Hang on. Hmm. It reminds me of mommy's kisses. I don't know what I can like. I can't put <laughs> a flavor on this. I mean, it is good. It is definitely good. I just well, don't know how to like awesome. even describe it. Like, I guess it tastes like it's a bomb pop good. in with twisted tea. Like, there's definitely still mm-hmm. there's still the like. You know, your classic Twisted Tea flavor, which whatever flavor you get, mm-hmm. it's still going to taste like a Twisted Tea. Um, oh, yeah. But it's good, man. It just 
Tastes like freedom. That's what it tastes like, Chris. Oh, man. Um, well, that's a hell of a segue, brother, because I am doing something similar. I'm still doing that Smirnoff Ice Zero Sugar. Um, I'm doing the red, white, and berry, Cody. We are just fucking saluting each other over here. All right, now, Chris, the red, white, and berry, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Depending on which one you have, how how's it taste? Uh-huh. It's actually really good. Okay, that's good because th- they've made like several red, white, and berry drinks from that same original like Smirnoff vodka line, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they are very hit or miss. Like you can this have like, a hit? you can have like the bottles and those are good, and then you could have the cans and they're bad. So mm. I was worried because you were excited when you got the party pack. Obviously, we see red, white, and blue, and our eyes just light up, right? Oh man, <laughs> I, Hulk Hogan's theme music just starts playing and. But That's I'm, a wrap. I'm glad to hear the one out of that party pack is good because I've had some canned ones, Chris, that just fucking mm-hmm. just straight TV static. Um, oh man, yeah, no, this one's good. Um, I I will say it's not as good as the pink lemonade one I had last week. That one that was actually a very phenomenal drink. Yeah, that's a tough act to follow, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I blew good. my wad starting with that one. <laughs> I'm glad we're all freedomed up here, Chris. You know, we got. Fourth of July That's is right. right around the corner, Chris. You know, I'm looking forward to the Independence Day Facebook post from you. Oh, brother, that's my fa- that is my favorite thing to do. I keep those photos just ready all year long for my fucking. Well, it, it becomes easier every year because Cody, when I get on Facebook, they're like, "Here's your memory from last year, the year before, the year before, yeah, the year before, the changed. year before." <laughs> that's right. It's and they're, they're always the fucking hit, man. Yeah, I I, I remember. Uh, oh no, no go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I'm talking about something else. Go ahead. I was gonna say I used to fucking send when I when I would ever, whenever I would have to work, I would send those in emails to like everybody on my team that was actually stuck working on Fourth of July. They were always a hit at work too. So, oh, yeah, I, I, Chris, I, it's created a new tradition in this house where I mean everybody knows what I'll be doing that weekend. I'll be watching Independence Day. Yeah. On repeat. David. On repeat. David. Always. Until the. Until, Why did I tell my mother to move to Atlanta? Until the grill runs out of propane gas, Chris, we will be watching Independence Day. <laughs> Goddamn right. And even after it runs out of propane gas, we're going to have it on our phones while we go get more propane and propane accessories. That is right. Um, but yeah, I think the God only. Right. My only gripe about these twisted teas is I kind of wish there was just. I could just get this one. Like. I wish I could get. Don't this. you hate when they fucking they fucking fucking uh they, like they they price wall you they wall you behind a fucking party pack? Yeah, like I don't want to have to have. You know, I've drinking enough original twisted tea for a lifetime, right? Yeah, I I, I just want this one. You know, I want. Yeah, this like one. why can't they give me like six of that and six of the peach or something? You know what I mean? Yeah, or even like the newer like pineapple or the blackberry that I saw when I was in yeah. Kansas, like. Something. Let's get a party like, pack V2, you know? Right. I don't need the original one in any party pack. Like, I've had, like, that's all you had for the longest time. We we bought the party pack because we know what the original tastes like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it comes with three original, three half and half, three peach. Mm-hmm. So they just, they just nix the raspberry. Um, mm. But, you know, it's fine. I don't know. I just want. I just want to get the rocket pop kind in a tall boy. Hopefully soon. So I'll be looking. Oh baby, I well, Cody, you have you have to like you know. It's almost like buying a gun when you buy the the tall boys of those. Like you have to 
you know, the background checks are involved. You, you can't <laughs> just walk into a convenience store and walk out with a fucking magnum of twisted tea. Yeah, ever since that guy fucking backhanded that dude with that twisted tea can. Like, oh, oh, brother, he sent him to, <laughs> he fucking sent him to the next fucking level. Dude, that guy, he still hasn't recovered from that. <laughs> he is not. He'll never financially recover from this. Yeah. Um, oh, brother. Big fan of this Rocket Pop flavor. Fantastic. Love I will that. definitely be putting down all three as we record this cast. Um, yeah, I heard that, sure. but that's not the only thing we're big fans of, Cody. That's right. Apparently, we are. We are now. What? What did we rebrand ourselves to, Chris? Was it? We are. Oh, we are. Uh, we are sh- uh, suds and slices. Um, <laughs> slices and studs. Slices, slices and studs. suds. Yeah, we are. We're, yeah, we're, we're just gonna watch slice of I- slice of life anime, eat pizza, and drink beer. Yeah, which I mean, we were gonna do all those things anyhow, but you know, right? Why, why not rebrand, right? <laughs> exactly. You, know, you you change with the times, and I will honestly say, you know, and here's the thing. I know I've said slice of life typically isn't my favorite, but I because it, 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 it truly isn't. Um, but if you can tell me a good story and, you know, keep it like I don't want like super, super depressing or deep, you know, like just give me regular ass people doing regular ass things. Um, but give me like a character like Kotaro right in the be- in the middle of all that. And you've got or. Or my favorite, it's considered slice of life, but my favorite slice, well, actually two, technically. I'm a big fan of Ranma One Half, which arguably is slice of life, and Tenchi Muyo, which is also, it, it's categorized as slice of life. Um, those are, to me, those are the gold standards, but Kotaro definitely is, is fucking up there now. Like, it is, this show was great. Yeah, man. I, dude, I, I fucking love this show. Like, <laughs> Straight up, man. And, and a lot of it is just, like, there, there is a plot in here, but a lot of it is really just their day-to-day activities, Cody. Like, you know, the first episode introduces Kotaro to all of our neighbors. He meets our, um, um, Car- 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 Carino, I think is his name. Yeah, Carino, yeah. Carino. Yeah, Carino's kind of our main neighbor. He's the first one. Well, I mean, guys, when we open up, Kotaro, there's little four-year-old kids in like the fucking the store buying tissues for everybody because uh, he gives all of his all of his neighbors a box of tissues just as like his way of saying I'm your new neighbor. Nice to meet you. Here's a box of tissues. Um, but Carno is kind of like, what the fuck is this? What is this kid doing? Do you live by yourself? Where's your parents? And He's kind of the first one to to really be introduced to, and let's let's. I don't want to go too far off the off the path here. Kotaro is such an interesting kid. He's a four year old kid, but speaks in a very formal like 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 he's a, like he he's a samurai. He speaks very feudal and formal, and everybody is sir or lady. And he, instead of yes, he's just like I. And of course, Chris, he gets the, all of this dialect and, and everything from his favorite cartoon, which is uh, Tono Saman. Yeah, basically like a, so great a samurai kid kid show where he like saves you know he just saves mm-hmm. the day from the bad guys. Um, yes, and he he definitely and, like mirrors that. <laughs> and we can also say I want to say this: the voice acting in this show is very good, very very good. 
Like I love the voice. I love the voice of Kotaro. Like the the gal who does her voice. What's her name? Like Sherry Lee or something. Uh, Sherry Lee or something like that. I'm I'm probably saying her name very wrong. Uh, but she absolutely just fucking kills it. Yeah, kills it. I I can't even imagine. I'm sure you know. I'm sure the sub is fine on this, but the dub is just. Mm -hmm. I'll never. Yeah, I, it's something I I have no Too desire. Perfect. I have no desire to ever not watch the dub. Like it, the dub is where it's at. Um, yeah, just too perfect. Just and, absolutely like because he the, he he Kotaro just cracks me the fuck up with just the shit he says. Kotaro is just fucking gold. Like he, he's just gold. Um, but even yeah. even like the other characters, I I enjoyed all of the voice acting for all of them. Um, mm -hmm. and there's a couple of characters like. There's voices you recognize definitely um, at, yes. as, as you kind of go through it. Um, even our boy Yuri yep. Lowenthal makes, a, makes yeah. a guest appearance for two characters that are in back-to-back -back right. scenes, which makes me fucking crack up. I'm like, oh, that's Yuri Lowenthal. And then, like, the very next scene, uh, hey, that's Yuri the other Lowenthal. girl's talking to another, uh, like, it's like the insurance agent guy, or he's the yeah. salesman for the apartment. I'm like, that's mm -hmm. also Yuri. I'm like, what's happening here? And I'm like, I'm not... <laughs> I'm like these are different characters, both played by your. I'm like, okay, cool. They're uh, like, brother, why are you? <laughs> they asked him like, why are you here? Can you just throw these, just fucking do these lines for us too? Yeah, which I mean, most of these voice actors do like multiple voices and shows and things like that. But I was just right. like, I mean, it was just so like, <laughs> like back to back. Why Sasuke in both these scenes? Or you know, insert right you know, any of the numerous characters that Yuri plays. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just thought it was funny. Um, but yeah, like the. <laughs> Uh, the voice acting in this, the animation, I enjoyed. I mean, the music, like everything is just Jeff's kiss. Yeah, and and again, like I said, we just kind of go through just day to day life. All of these characters have some kind of baggage. Like, um, Karano is he's a you know he's a, a manga artist um, who his art you know he's getting ragged on by his editor because his his art style's a little outdated. And it's, but his storytelling is like phenomenal. And the editor's like, man, you're, you're, you know, you, you need to do better. You just won this award, but we need, we need something. We need some more cutting edge stuff. Your storytelling's still great, but your art is really falling behind. So, you know, he's pulling these all nighters and trying to, you know, continue and advance his career. But also, he's kind of taken on the role because, like, when he first meets Kotaro, he sees on the news where like children are being abducted. He's like, fuck. Okay. So he kind of appoints himself kind of the guardian of Kotaro, but Kotaro's like, you don't have to follow me, dude. It's fine. Um, but they become fast friends and we meet the other neighbors. Uh, oh, I forget the, the, I forget the gal's name. What's her name? She's a uh, lady Mizuki. Lady Mizuki. Yes. She, you know, she is, you know, she works nights at like this club where she's kind of like, she's not a stripper, but she's almost like she's a companion, almost like an escort type. I don't know if there's any sexual, um, you know, things that go on, but like she's basically, a, she works at this club where she can basically be their companion. Um, I don't know what, I don't know all the details. I don't really go into a whole lot of details, but she's also in an abusive relationship and her boyfriend basically just beats her and uses her for her money yeah yeah and so we, and we and like we get to see like that kind of displayed across like mm -hmm. the, the the series as a whole like you know at first it's just like a text that pops up like 
I need yeah, money. And then like, like, like a few episodes later, she shows up and she's got like a bruise on her face or like she's passed yep. out drunk outside of her apartment. And it's like, dang. Yep. Where she's been Kotaro. And one of the cool things about Kotaro is he, he has this like, for a four year old kid. He has a very, very uncanny ability to read people. Like he knew that when Mizuki showed up at her apartment, when they found her in her apartment, like in the front door drunk, that she had been sad and been crying. So like, he's like, we need to go I forget what he needs to run to the store and get something to, to put on her eyes because they're like bread and puffy or whatever. Yeah. He gets like a, a it's like some kind of like frozen bottle or something. Um, yes. And he's like, put this so, on your eyes. Cause I know you've been crying. And she's like, Oh, I haven't been crying. And he's like, I'm not going to judge you on. any differently. Like, exactly. He's, he's so fun. He definitely like makes people feel like, okay with whatever they're going through also um which is funny because i'll put a pin in that real quick because that's we're going to come back to that um and then the other main character is uh what's his name tom tomaru yeah tomaru yeah tomaru tomaru it's it's tough when you get on the wiki page and we're looking at these names it's like is that how that's pronounced (laughs) yeah exactly but he's like he's a a guy going through a divorce and the ex-wife is like keeping the kid away he loves his son and but his ex-wife won't let him see his son. So he sees Kotaro and is like, oh, like almost like starts wants to treat Kotaro like his own son because he's longing for that father-son relationship. But Kotaro sees right through that. He's like, he's like, he's always trying to hug Kotaro. Kotaro is always like keeping him at bay with this like toy fucking samurai sword that he bought in the first episode. Um so like all these characters have very real issues but to kind of circle back to what you said kotaro has this way of like comforting people and making people feel good around him but it masks his own pain and his own shit that he's going through which as the watcher we find out really quick why he's on his own his mother was killed and his father, well, I forget. His father's like a deadbeat, or his father like, like, like sent him away, or something like that. Yeah, like Kotaro ran, like his his. I mean, first of all, his mom and dad were like in a very like the relationship wasn't good. Um, his mom, yes. I don't know. Oh my god! I don't think we dude. figured out exactly how she passed away, but we know she's dead. Um, but she and also, I also think she was she was a deadbeat mother. Yeah, she was also like terrible. Like she wouldn't like touch Kotaro. She was a piece she, of like, shit. We would only go yeah. like. She would only like handle him with gloves on and like, yeah, like she just wouldn't pay him any mind. Like she's on her fucking cell phone while they're walking down the street. Yeah. Like, just didn't give a shit about him. And then the dad's kind of like a psychopath. Cause like Kotaro eventually gets put in like a foster care, like a foster home. Yeah. yeah. And like the first time, you know, a picture of the foster kids get put up, then Kotaro's dad comes looking for him and like, which is why Kodoro, we come to find out, like, you know, as the series progresses, like, that's why Kotaro ran away. And that's why, like, mm. you know, there's a moment where, like, Mizuki and uh, Karino take Kotaro to the park. And they're like, oh, let's take some photos. And he's, like, very much, like, no. Like, Covering we're his not face taking photos. And, yeah. and it's because his dad would come looking for him. Um, yep. And that's not the only thing. I mean, there's certain things, like, Kotaro always wants to have a bath. And Karino's like, why is this kid so obsessed with having a bath all the time? And Mizuki's like, well, maybe, like, there was a moment in his past where he wasn't able to have a bath, or he was punished for, like, not being clean. Being dirty. Yeah, like... Yeah. Um, and so there's, like you said, there's always, 
you know, there's always two sides to that coin. Like, Kodoro's making all these people mm-hmm. feel better, but, like, really, on, on the flip side, like, he's going through it. Um, it, it. It's like that one, it's like the friend that makes everybody happy, right? You know, that that's the one you gotta, you gotta worry about the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, but what I also really like, too, Cody, is, like, Totoro thinks his parents are fine. Like, he's just on this journey. Like, he's like, well, I gotta be stronger so my parents will love me. Yeah. And, like, the whole time I'm like, bro, I, because he's also getting money from an insurance payout from the accident, which is how he's living on his own. He gets like a month, like a, a weekly, it's either weekly or month. I think it's weekly. Yeah, weekly. He gets a weekly stipend from the payout. Um, and, of course, the first thing you think of, well, how the fuck did this four-year-old get an apartment? Well, it's a private apartment. The landlord was this greedy fucking landlord, which is a very real thing, saw the money and was like, all right, okay, you can have it. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, to to the people that say, like, oh, this is so unbelievable because it's a four-year-old in the apartment. It's like, all right. Dude, like- Brother, I promise you, find me anywhere on God's green earth. Find me a private landlord that you show up with the right price. They don't give a fuck who you are. They will rent that to you. As long as the money keeps coming in, exactly. they don't give a shit. Yeah, they, they, um, they do not care. You could be from four to 400. They don't give a fuck. But yeah, even, but, um, even uh, uh, Miss Kobayashi, um, who is, she eventually becomes, I can't remember, that's the lawyer. Or, no, no. No, yeah, yeah, Ayano Kobayashi. She's the girl that comes and visits and gives Kotaro his money and like. Yeah, which she she is a lawyer as well, but she's uh she works for the insurance company. She's the one who brings him the weekly stipend and and there's always like a big how to do when the person comes and brings Kotaro the money, like because Kotaro he he has like this exterior where he's kind of distant, but he truly just longs for companionship, like when the when the person comes the her predecessor and her they have like a little party. You know what I mean? Like he makes food for them. They hang out. Like he gives them like his journal. Like there, it's kind of it's a big how to do. So like he Kotaro definitely is lonely. Yeah, and of course, but he'll never let you know it. Yeah, and of course he also asks because Ayano is the new the new person you know in charge mm-hmm. of his money. Um, even asks like where's this money coming from, and and she won't tell him. Like she knows the truth. Mm-hmm. Um. She just says it's from you know from this generous offer from a, a donation, a mysterious benefactor. Yeah, um, yeah. Which because the whole and it, it confused me a little bit because that's why I was like I was like we know us us the viewer knows that his mom is dead. Yeah, right. Because yeah, I was like I'm pretty sure he one. wouldn't be getting insurance money. Yeah, he's the only one that doesn't know, even though he knows that mm-hmm. you know the insurance company. And I'm is, pretty is sure hiding something from him. And I'm pretty sure the neighbors kind of piece it together very quickly. Um, now, granted, um, Carano doesn't until like the very last episode, right? But you know, yeah. um, I, I, but, I, I think again, that they're always questioning it, but they don't really like you know they don't want to pry. Right, right. Because and these are like these are all good people, and because again, like I said, all of these neighbors kind of become Kotaro's caretakers. They they go to his school functions. They um you know they 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 just should they kind of be these parental figures. They go to the store with him. They go to the bathhouse with him. They they they've just created this almost like family bond. They the three kind of tolerate each other. Like they're they're friendly enough. But um 
one of the things we do get a character swap here, Cody, in about episode seven, because Lady Mizuki, this is when she shows up with the old fucking with the with the shiner. Um yeah. and Kotaro just kind of tells her, he's like, because she her and Kotaro actually got really close. She was like, Kotaro, I'm never gonna leave you. I love you. Well, you and I, like, we're gonna be friends forever. And you know, but even Kotaro's like well, he knows where you live. You you need the best thing to do is for you to start over. You need to leave and start over. And she's very apprehensive about it, Cody. She's like, but I promise you that I would be here for you. And he's like, well, yeah, but I don't want to, basically he doesn't want to see her get hurt. Especially, yeah. And so he, she actually in episode seven, uh, there's 10 episodes, by the way, episode seven, she packs her stuff and she moves out, but she's quickly replaced by another female character. Um, Cody, I do not remember her name. Um, the other girl is. Um, uh, real quick. What's her name? Girl, let's keep this girl. Hmm. <sighs> Let's see. I don't remember her name, Cody. I feel terrible. I don't remember her name either. Girl that doesn't like kids. Yeah, yeah. She basically, but she she comes in and she um kind of. I honestly thought because one of the things that's happening too is the the the, the I guess kind of the 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 sinister part of this plot, which again, it's kind of paper thin because it's everything is just a like day to day adventures, man. Um. He he meets Kotaro meets a couple of people from his past, but like one of them is there because his father has got him there, keeping an eye on him. Um, then he meets a kid he was in the foster home, where he meets back up with a kid he was in the foster system with, who yeah, takes he, advantage of him. Yeah, he meets up with two of those kids. The one kid was like a good kid, and like they went and saw like meteor shower together, and the other one was like, yeah, very clearly like you can't trust this kid. Um, but of course, of course, Kotaro like. Even though he knows this guy's like, you know, he, the guy's like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna get an apartment, we're gonna move in together. Um, and even like Karino's picking up on it, like, nah, this kid's this guy's full of shit. This kid's up to no good, and you know that now Kodoro's asking the lawyers for more money and all this stuff, and this guy's taking it mm-hmm. and paying off his debts. Um, but because this, when Kotaro first got to the foster system, the reason he's super friendly with this kid is like people were making fun of him for like. Kotaro was like pulling the stuffing out of a pillow. People are like, what the fuck is up with this kid? But I, I forget this guy's name. The one, the, the, the scumbag guy was like, oh, hey, this is a fun game. And like quickly made him not feel so awkward and kind of was like, yeah, you know, made him like kind of open up. And so he, he did write by Kotaro when they first met and Kotaro never forgot that. And that's what he told him when, like, cause Kotaro realizes that like, look, I know, I know, what's going on because yeah. Kodoro again Kodoro can see through all the bullshit he's like I know you're lying like, by the way you tap your finger he's like that's how I know you're lying yep. he's like but I'll always like believe in you like no matter yeah what. because of the way you know you help me and I'll, I'll always believe in you exactly so like again we, we get we we see a lot of this it's kind of a rinse and repeat just with different characters but the new neighbor that moves in she has a hard time around kids and one of the one of the the high moments here was when um he puts like Kotaro puts on this cool little museum exhibit in his home for the neighbors you know does some like normal kid shit you know like when kids do a talent show but he puts this little museum together all of his treasures all of the things 
and it's all stuff that he's gotten from like the neighbors and stuff that he's done with them. But one yeah. thing he has is like glove the gloves that his mom wore. And that makes the new I I feel so terrible. I'm so I'm so mad her I don't name, remember her name. Dude, her name's not even listed on like I, I was trying to find it on like the wiki pages and I can't even find her her name anywhere. She's only in three episodes, but like she she comes on strong and really becomes like a really Wait, solid it's, character. It's Takei. Takei, okay. Kai or Takei. Which I don't Takei. Okay. Well, I mean, sure. She's well, just, we'll she go just not listed on the wiki page, which is wild. I had to go to like a Yeah. Behind the voice actors page, but yeah. Um, oh wow! But I love that. Well, I love that she has a very similar upbringing to Kotaro. Her mom, like when she saw the gloves, and Kotaro was like, "These are the only thing I have left of my mom." That you know, she would handle me with these, and she immediately is like, "You need to fucking throw those away, like throw them away now." And he's like, "No," and you start looking into her past, where her mom is like, "I don't like her. I don't want to be around her. I don't want to touch her," and like you re- you quickly realize that she has been just kind of treated like shit her whole life too, um, and I love that Kotaro when they first met, he immediately realized that she was not good with kids, so he went out of his fucking way to like play with her and interact with her to get her used to kids which is fun because when my favorite episode cody is the one where they realize that kotaro is getting fat because he's eating the other kids lunches oh, so they can go play and he doesn't want the food to go to waste when he fucking runs at her and his belly's just like blah, 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 blah. i'm fucking cracking up but chris like the the heartbreaking part behind that is because like you know, he's gone without food and like he's had to eat like tissues to yeah, survive. Like, yeah. Like, God damn. Like, and now the other and the other kids are like, here, you want my leftovers? And like, they like, they give him his leftovers because they don't want to eat. They want to go play. Like, they're done eating. They want to go play. And Kod- again, like you said, Kodoro's gone without. So he doesn't want to see this food go to waste. And he tells that to the teacher and to, to the other parents that are there because they see Kodoro with like nine fucking plates of food. And so, like, I don't know, like, it's just, there's just a lot of really, like, real feelings that come from this show. And I don't know, man, like, I don't know, like, there's everything about it was just very, it was just fun. It was just a fun show. And you realize that, like, people are people, man, like, people have their baggage. And it's, it's what you can do with the help of your friends is kind of what this boils down to. Um, cause the show kind of, you know, I know, uh, again, it's hard to kind of go in like a chronological order. Cause again, it's all just like day to day shit that they're doing with like a, like a very thin overarching narrative, well, and but and nothing or there's also like no, go ahead. each episode has like three or four different parts. Like you'll see like yes. the, the kanji pop up at the bottom and you know that like that, that arc or that episode, that part of the episodes ended. Um, Mm-hmm. Or like there's an episode where like Kotaro's sick and he's and there's a kid that's sick and Kotaro thinks he's weak but it turns out the kid's actually just like more um <laughs> susceptible to like illnesses and things like that and Kotaro's like oh I didn't realize that like I was just completely wrong you know my apologies all this mm-hmm. stuff and then like that that section will end and then you know the next thing it's him and Karino going to the bathhouse or like him and Karino buying yep. tissues or you know whatever the case may be um yeah, most of it is just, like, day-to-day stuff, which, with, like, the overarching thing that, like, you know, like, you, you get to see more of these relationships, you know, forming and, you know, 
I don't know what I'm what I'm trying to get at here. Um, no, like again, again, it's all it's all about the characters, not about the story, because mm-hmm. it's literally just them living their day to day life. Yeah, which I think is really cool. And they leave, they definitely leave it like very open ended to where there could be more, there might not be more. Yes. Um, but eventually, like Kodoro asks Karino to come with him to visit his grandparents' grave. Um, mm-hmm. which he's never met his grandparents before. Um, and that's when, you know, while they're, cl- they're cleaning off, like, the, the big, like, gravestone, um, site, uh, Karino sees that Kotaro's mother's name is written, you know, that she, that she has passed away, which now he's, he's caught up to, mm-hmm. with us, the audience, we already knew this, of course, um. And so, now he, like, he's, like, standing by the graveside, like, oh, no, this side's all good, you just, you know... You know, give your give your uh, you know blessings and all that stuff. You know, um, so, and Karino pretty much becomes like the main like, I guess like yeah. father figure to Kodoro. Um, You know, he's the one that's yep. coming to the school plays and all the stuff. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, like, except for that one episode where the the his ex girlfriend shows up and is like, I don't know, like she kind of like just aggressively inserts herself into Kotaro's life. I thought she was up to some shit. But it's almost like she was just kind of testing Corino. Yeah, yeah, testing Corino. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a fan of her though. She was, she was not, not, not a fan of her. Yeah, she sucked. Uh, Aota was also kind of a sketchy character. He was the, the guy that like the private investigator that Kodoro's dad hired. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. even even like Aota, like you think he's gonna tell Kodoro's dad where he's at. Um, and it turns out Aota was like abused as a kid also, and he's like, "No, nah, I ain't." Yeah, like, I I told him like a different place. He's like, "I told him I found him in an apartment complex. I didn't tell him which one." Um, nice. So it's it's cool to see like all of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, he's he's had an impact on people, and you realize that like a lot of people carry the same weight, and I, I just like how they they really they they showcase that, and like how. Like I don't know, like the, the all of these people, Cody would fucking die for Kodoro at this point. By the time the, by the time the credits roll in episode ten, all of these people will fucking lay down their life for this kid. Yeah, I mean, and you know, <laughs> I I think it's just because they've seen what this kid's been through, or they they're they yeah. learned more about him. Like, I mean, when he's saying like they're always wondering like why is he talking about the tissues being sweet? What does he mean by that? It's like mm-hmm. fuck, he used to have to eat tissues like. Jesus yeah. Christ. Like, yes. No kid should ever have to fucking eat tissues. Like, God damn. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, there's so many little small stories that we've we've kind of we haven't been able to go over all of them because there's just. Mm-hmm. I mean, every seven minutes you're basically getting another episode of the show. Um, pretty much. Pretty much. But it is just. I solid. It, just dude, solid. Solid. One of my favorites of all time. Like it, just like top ten for me for now. Um. Like I, I've already, I'm already on my second watch through, Chris. Like, just great. Yeah, worth every second. And Cody, with that being said, like we said, that 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 is Kotaro lives alone in a nutshell. So, Cody, you said it's in your top ten. We need to throw this on our rankings. Where exactly in your top ten is it going to be? All right, Chris. Um, I think it's tough putting it up against like all these shonen anime. Um, oh my god! I'm glad I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking at my top ten, and I'm just like, fuck. 
don't know, man. I like the show oh. a lot. Like this show, like I was watching the show with like a fucking grin on the entire time. The um, same, absolute same. I think for now I'm gonna put it as my new number seven. It's gonna mm-hmm. go right under my hero, just above Helsing Ultimate. Um, mm. Dude, I really have like nothing bad to say about this show. Um, like, <laughs> it's just I could I could yeah. watch the show every day as like my background show going on. Yeah. And I could still like sit down and enjoy every single episode. Like it is, and it probably will just remain in like my constant rotation. Like, yeah, it's truly like fucking great. Um, and yeah, that's where I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it at seven for now. Um, yeah, well, I, mine's close. I'm actually gonna put it. It's gonna be my new number eight. I'm gonna put it right under Vampire in the Garden, which is funny because that's one we mentioned earlier. So here. Yeah, we're going to bump Vinland Saga down one. Now, that may change again. we got a whole other season of Vinland Saga to watch. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking at my like top ten, and I'm like, these are all just fucking non-stop slobber knocker bangers, man. Yeah, like if, if we were looking at our rankings as far as Slice of Life goes, Kodoro would be probably number one, and I think it'd be the number only one. one. Yeah, it would it'd definitely be, be number one. It'd be the only one up there, because we don't really have a lot of... Uh, slice of life yeah, that we've which, watched so far. Which, but... By the way, I am definitely down to watch more. Oh yeah, that's definitely changing after today or after mm-hmm. after watching this. Like, you know, I'm sure we'll we'll run into some some sappy love stories or some fucking heartbreaking. Uh, yeah, you know, which like... I guess you could argue, Cody. We've watched a lot of slice of life movies. Yeah, I, I think the Makoto Shinkai movies. But like, this is the first yeah. one. This is probably like the most like like down to earth one. Like, you know, there's not like. Two star-crossed, uh-huh. time-traveling, meteor-crashing, fuck, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this one is yeah, just people um, being people in this one. Like, yeah, I think the only one we've watched that's like that is uh, Silent Voice. Silent Voice and Grave of the Fireflies might be the only, like, true, like, slice of life. With no no bullshit science fiction, just... You, you said... Story. You said, uh, Grave of the Fireflies and what else? What was the other one? Um, silent voice. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, like that. But that's literally it, though. Like we're talking three out of like a hundred. Those are also pulling on the heartstrings. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, so one could argue that Lily Cat is slice of life. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, uh, you know, we'll have to agree to disagree that on that one. <laughs> um. But yeah, like I, this show is just fucking great, man. If they make Top more shelf. of it, uh, I want more. I hope we yeah. get more. I hope we do too. I hope somehow Lady Mizuki gets to move back in. I want the whole game. Yeah, because we only we only saw her again at the end credits when yeah. everybody when like because you know one thing we did kind of forget to mention is at the end we you know Karano hard realizes that his mom is dead because he goes to clean like the family grave and he sees her name on the gravestone and he's like, okay. So like he, that's when he kind of like, he put fucking rubber to road and was just kind of like, I need to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be in this kid's life forever, man. And that's, you kind of get like the big happy ending with everybody hanging out. And uh, you see lady music, sitting on a beach, just kind of like happy. Yeah, it seems like she's happy. Um, yeah. Also in that scene, like, Karino says, like, it's going to be the first time I have to lie to, to Kodoro here. Yes, yeah, but, which is huge. You know, it's nothing here. Like, there's nothing wrong. Which, yeah. You know, Kodoro probably reads that, but, I mean, you know. He'll let it slide this time. Yeah, he'll, he'll let that one slide. Karino's been there for him. Um, That's right. 
But yeah, man, I fucking this show is just fucking great. Like I, I'm Top telling show. everybody about it. Like <laughs> I'm like, you guys gotta watch Dang. this. Like, <laughs> like it, it it might not look like much at first, but it's gonna fucking gonna reel you in and have your fucking yeah your, your heart's gonna be like, oh no, please don't let anything bad happen to this little four year old kid. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's got it's got ten suds out of ten. Absolutely, and some of the greatest lines ever. I will never cease. Oh, I will never cease. Fucking, <laughs> because <laughs> like that's the season finale of Tono Someone, and you know the boys come over to watch Tono Someone with Kotaro, and he's like, maybe now after this you'll stop talking like a feudal lord. He's like, I will never cease. I will never cease. <laughs> I will never cease. <laughs> Absolutely, goated. he's so great. Yeah, they like True. the show is just fucking great. Um, yeah, that <laughs> no, I have no, I don't even have a gripe that I could. I would have to be nitpicking. So I'd have bad. to dig. You know what, Chris? On my second watch through, on episode one, Kodoro uh-huh. said his television was arriving the next day, and they had already shown a television in his room. So that's oh, my, brother! That's, that's, there you go. That's the 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 only gripe I could possibly find. <laughs> okay. You had to dig for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a fucking ten out of ten show. Um, yeah, top shelf, top and, shelf across the board. Yeah, and the intro isn't like anything too crazy. Just like a your standard like. Kind of fun, upbeat slice of life intro. Yeah. Well, I guess same with the epi- end credits. Episode two, we get the Tonusum in intro. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Which is a certified Love. bop, but um, that's right. Certified hood classic. <laughs> Real funny. trap shit. Let me see. Actually, I need to check our episode number we are at because uh, we are Chris. We are rapidly approaching uh, well three years of Shonen and Suds here. Oh, brother. So this is 152. So, oh baby, we'll do two Ghost in the Shells, maybe one more other thing, and then we'll do the three-year anniversary Suds special, Pizza special, fucking. Oh, not that the slice Suds and Slice. Suds and Slice, yeah. Um, and we'll figure out what we're gonna do for that. We got to get that side character Hall of Fame going. Um, that's right. That's right. And figure out how many inductees we each get. Um. <laughs> Maybe rank some anime intros and outros. We'll figure it all out. Oh, brother, I am all for it. I am all for ranking the intros and outros. Like, you have no clue. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much... Everything we got on the horizon is just Ghost in the Shell for the next two weeks at least. Um, and we'll kind of just play that by year, see what, how far down that rabbit hole we want to go, or if we want to you know, put a pin in it for a little bit after we finish the first two movies. Um, well, you know, we got options. We got options. Yeah, we do. Um uh, and then I think Demon Slayer is done, subbed now, as far as the Swordsmith's mm-hmm. Village art goes. So I imagine that might be the next thing, because I know Netflix is going to take their sweet-ass time dubbing, oh, Vin- of course they will. dubbing Vinland Saga. So I'm not Absolute even, fucking I'm not even trying to be excited for that, because I know they're just going to take fucking two years to, to dub that. So, but Yeah, um, with that being said, Chris... Anything else before we uh, wrap this thing up? Oh, oh no, Chris, did I lose you? But either way, oh, I'm there here you for are. It. There I'm you here. Are. I'm here. I lost you for a second at the end there. Uh, but <laughs> I will never cease. <laughs> I will never cease. Uh, but I was just saying, uh, anything else before we wrap this episode up? No, nah, man, I am good. I am good. I actually want to watch Kotaro one more time. I actually want to give it another, give it the run back. Yeah, man, I, I think it's that good. And obviously with us, being able, we're just doing a movie this week, so we have time, you know. There's, 
there's, yeah, there's time to re-enjoy Kotaro. Um, and I'll, I guess also, Chris, I'm just and looking, I recommend you do the same. Yeah, absolutely. I'm also looking at our podcast dashboard. Uh, we've we've crossed 6,000 downloads, so uh, thank you guys for uh, downloading all of us. Oh, baby. We appreciate you. We are Thank the, you to our friends in, in Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, we are the biggest anime podcast in Jamaica. Um, and oh, you, you know, he, oh, baby. I would love to see the numbers on that, and I would love to see if that was actually true. Oh, we, we don't want to look at that, Chris. <laughs> no, we don't. We're probably not even we a don't. fraction of it. <laughs> uh, no, not at all. But, you know, for that one month, we were we were it. Um, we were rocking and rolling. Oh yeah, we appreciate all the downloads, guys. Um, you guys want to head over to our Twitter, drop us a follow, so you can participate in the votes. Um, Shonen and Suds is where you go for that. Um, and yeah, that that is it for Kodoro Lives Alone. Uh, I'm Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams. And as always, thanks for watching.